clap. Jesus is worthy. Do not pass me by. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we come to thank you for your lordship. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Thank you for watching over us, waking us up this morning. We thank you, Lord. Now speak to our hearts. Change our walks. Strengthen us where we're weak. Build us up where we're torn down. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, choir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like life. I like excitement. Amen. When we was going to them cabarets, we kept saying, play shotgun, because we knew. We, we knew we was going to get off on shotgun. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. God is so good. Any good? We greet you in the name that is above every name. This morning, turn to Romans chapter 15. Now, you're going to need your Bibles. I want to exegete this passage. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. And I want to concentrate on verse 1 to begin with. When you get to say amen. We then that are strong ought to bear, put up with, suffer, submit ourselves to the infirmities of the weak and not, listen to this, to please ourselves. Unified yet diversified. Unified and yet diversified. Ant colonies are by design organized, very operational and unified in their outcome. Ants are diligent, deliberate, and fully dedicated to their duties. And each type of ant within the colony is different in their function. The worker ant builds the colony. The drone ant carries the food and stores it for the winter in the colony. The soldier protects and fights for the colony. And the queen procreates and continues the colony. And these ants have a tremendous ability by God to communicate to one another. They crawl over each other. They concentrate on their individual functions. But all the while, they are committed to the unification of the colony. And spiritually, we as believers in Jesus Christ are organically placed into the body of Jesus Christ. We're operational through and with our gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we all are living with a deliverance as our outcome when we see him. This book of Romans theme is the righteousness of God. How to get right 
with God. As seen in the Lord Jesus Christ, we become righteous by faith in the finished work of Christ. When we submit, repent, totally believe that he died for our sins, was buried and rose again, and ask him to come into our lives. But then there's the family and the function of believers as we walk in light, love, and liberty. Paul's sequence of teaching was always to put doctrine first, followed by duty. Principle first, followed by practicality. And it's, it's here in Romans 1.11, chapters 1 through 11, that he lays out the doctrine, but now in 12 to 16, he kind of lays out the duty. And the problem in the church is that a lot of us know doctrine, but we will not walk in the duty. Without the duty, a doctrine is dead. If a man say and do not, he is deceiving himself. So Paul in Romans 12 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, and whenever we see therefore, it is obvious it's something that has been said or preceded in the text by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable worship. So the 11 chapters are doctrine. He gets to the 12th chapter, he begins this matter of duty. Now I'm trying to live what I learned. Uh-oh. Now I'm trying to practice the principles. Now I'm trying to, amen, have a duty to the doctrine. And here in, in Romans 15, Paul begins this chapter with some dynamic doctrine that leads to duty. We then, and the word then, says that there's something in chapter 14 we need to go back and revisit. We, we then, and that strong verb ought is in the Greek an obligation. We then that are strong, we then that are mature in faith, have an obligation to carry those that are not as strong as us. When you get to Galatians chapter 6, the same Paul talks about caring, sharing, and bearing. We got to bear one another's burdens. You may have to carry somebody that can't carry themselves. And when, and when we look at this text, I, I, I want to suggest three things in the text that deals with God as a man, the secret to our equations. At least three powerful assertions of God that I want you to see in this text that I think are profound. And, 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 and really, Paul is calling for unity in the midst of our diversity. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Why is unity 
so hard. In the military, we had to, we had uniformity, where uniformity is we dressed alike, we all had fatigues and dress A's, we saluted alike, we marched alike, we had to, we almost had to talk alike, sir, yes, sir. That was uniformity. God's not calling for uniformity, He's calling for unity. Diversity, and yet unified. What I see in this text is profound. First, we must accept one another's differences. And, 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 and differences in faith, differences in focal points, and all of us, all of us are totally different, and you do not have the right to put yourself on the pedestal as if you are right and judge somebody else as if they are wrong. Because all of us are messed up from the pulpit to the door. Can I get for all have sinned and called, fallen short of the glory of God? There's none righteous, no, not one. All of our righteousness is as what? Filthy rags. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and with this matter of being different, we are different in our approaches. We are different in our assessments. We are different in our applications. And, and, and what we tend to do, how we handle circumstances, how we determine certain things, how we move from principle to practice, these differences come from our experiences and our exposures. Isn't that right? And, and if, if we're not careful, these differences can cause divisions because people tend to uh, lock and load. They pretend to gravitate to people like them. Amen. And, and, and Paul has a concern, amen, about us being and having all things in common in Christ. Notice this illustration of the ant. They're different, they're, but yet they're unified. And, and here in Romans 15, how are we to accept one another's level of faith? The context is we then that are strong, and he's dealing with faith. In chapters 14, verse 2, the strong one, amen, criticizes the weak one, and the weak one judges the strong one. Now, 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 contextually, in chapter 14, they were dealing with meat offered to idols. That, that is, these, new, these, these newfound Christians would go into, a go into town, and they would have meat hanging up, like 9th Street. They have meat hanging up, chickens and all, ducks and all that. And men, much, men, many of the meats had been offered to idol gods, amen, then killed. Now, the strong Christian who was strong in their faith, who knew Jesus was Lord, who knew Jesus was able, uh, had no problem buying the meat, even though it was offered to idols, because the meat was cheap. Can I get a witness? And they would buy the meat, cook it, and say, boy, that was great. Amen. I'm still at the same level I am in my God. But the weak one said, we can't eat that. That was offered to idols. They didn't have the freedom, I'm preaching now, that the others had. Do I have a witness? 
And, and, and so, child of God, when Paul is dealing with this, he says in verse 3, let him that eateth not despise him that eateth not. All right, so the strong is able to eat, and the weak will not eat. Amen. And, and, he's, and then he's saying, why, verse 4, are you that are weak judging the strong? And that's what we do in church. Verse 10, for we all shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul cures this problem by giving us, watch this now, we have an obligation to carry one another's infirmities, amen, and the, and, and the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, says that one, one is the eye, one is the foot, one is the hand. Can the hand say to the foot, I don't need you? Can the foot say to the head, I don't need you? No, we're all compacted into a body. Amen. We're different but totally diversified. Can I get a witness? So as I was saying this morning, Sister Gordon and I are totally different. Yeah, get quiet. <laughs> we go on vacation. If a, if a pool or if we go to a beach, she'll put suntan lotion on, lay out five hours in the sun. I was born with my tan. <laughs> it ain't happening. I'm not going to get baked in the sun. Come on now. Yeah. I may go out five minutes and go back to my room, turn on ESPN, order some wings, and I'm fine, Doc. <laughs> I am not going to lay out in the sun. God didn't tell me to lay out in the sun. I don't like laying out in the sun. Can I get a witness? So, so we're different in that manner. She'll pull up, read a book. I can't do it. When we first got married, I, I tried it. It won't work. It won't work. In fact, the devil came and said, you can walk. It won't, it won't work. So we, we are different. Aren't we different? We, we don't even watch the same TV programs. I love it. She watch NCIS Los Angeles with that Rocky head, LL Cool J. He ain't no real cop. Talking about he a federal agent. He ain't no federal agent. He's a mod squad. Y'all ain't praying with me. I go back to the 60s with the real G-men. Are y'all getting this The Untouchables? Robert Stack. 1933, Nick Skanuski and the boys on the south side of Chicago. That, that, that's G-Men. That's G-Men. Or 24, Jack Bauer. That's, that's real. That's real G-Men. I can't watch these teenagers with long hair and, and scrungy beards and sneakers run around talking about they cops. I can't do it. She'll watch Hawaii 5 Can't do it. I'm in the other room watching. I'm a, super, I'm a superstitious man. And should an accident befall my son, I'm a whole somebody in this room. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Schemes. Deep stuff. Are y'all getting this? At Michael Corleone's father's funeral, they were scheming. Here's the man laying in the casket. He's sitting there. They, Tom said, you know how they're going to come after you. He said, I'm going to wait <laughs> to after the baptism. And I'm going to deal with the fire. That's, that's motion picture. 
And then at the end, the greatest line, Barzini's dead. Philip Tatalia's dead. Mo Green is dead. Thank you, Ken. Cuscio's dead. Today, I'm taking care of all family business. That, that, that's good stuff. This going on like Godfather. She come in, oh God. Good stuff. So what am I saying? I'm saying, I don't know what I'm saying. We're, listen, we're different. We're different and we're diverse, but we don't have to be divided. Are y'all getting this? I got five chiefs around me. All of them got master's degrees. They're C's. They're critical thinkers, competent, cautious, careful, contemplative. They drive me up the wall. I'm a D. I'm a doer, demanding. I'm driving. I'm determined. I'm decisive. Decisive. I'm dominant. Let's get it done. I'm purpose-driven, but the people, run over the people, let's get it done, let's get it done, I, I ain't got time for that. We'll pick them back up on the way back, don't worry about that. We got to get, we got to come out with excellence in the name of Jesus. Sister Gordon said, you, you wouldn't last a week in corporate America. I said, I know. I'm military, let's get the job done, we got to win the war, let's go. And right now, our church is in a great position. Three-fourths of our debt is paid down. These buildings are being paid for. The buses are paid for. Debt is reduced. Ministries are being rebuilt. We are in a great place. So if you think I care what people think about me, the proof is in the pudding. The Lord is blessing. Do I have a witness? I, I, I don't hear your opinions. I'm purpose-driven by conviction, not consensus. You ain't getting this. So you say, well, well but I, I don't agree with Pastor. It's okay. God didn't make no mistake when he sent me here. You making a mistake. We, we, we are all different. We approach things different. We assess things different. We appreciate different things. But God is saying, I made all of you with a different DNA. Can I get a witness? Everybody's bringing something to the table, but it's not the same thing you're bringing to the table. Lord have mercy. And so when we look at this matter of accepting the differences in others, and I'll be honest with you, typically we don't like people different from us. We don't, you know, we, 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 there's something in us that all, has already crowned that we're right. Are you praying with me? Now, I have a hard time going to the grocery store and getting in line, and there's a little boy in the cart, a little girl in the cart, telling his mother, shut up. And she said, Johnny, don't embarrass mommy in public. Shut up. And I, I'm sitting there, I'll be shaking because I, I think about Ruth Gordon. I, I, I be, see, I never heard of a temper tantrum till I got old. We didn't grow up with no temper tantrums, did we? <laughs> you get in the store and act up, you listen, in the name of Jesus, you got baptized. 
without water. Can I get a witness? We, we, we ain't full with that guy. Can I get a witness? And so, child of God, uh, Paul is saying that we must accept one another's differences. And here's where God comes in. When you and I, and there are people in your job that are different. There are people in your neighborhood that are different. There are people you got to deal with that are different. Here's the X factor. God says when you're struggling with differences, here it is. Omen on it. Look at verse 5. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded. God is mentioned three times in this chapter as the only solution to what you're struggling with. So when we cannot accept each other's person or personality, when we have differences, and people always have differences. When my kids were small, I was going through the house and there was a book on the table and the name of the book was, and I knew it wasn't meant for the kids, it was meant for me, How to Get Along with Difficult People. said, what in the world? What are you trying to say, sister? <laughs> Don't you know in marriage, God puts opposites together. Why? Because iron sharpeneth iron. He don't want nobody just like you. You messed up. Iron sharpeneth iron. Iron sharpeneth iron. Listen to this. Opposites attract, then opposites attack. Your mate is not supposed to think like you. Your mate is not supposed to be like you. And, that, and, and, and listen, your children who are just like you, you can't stand them. You struggle with them because you see yourself in them. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, you ain't got to raise your hand. You done pinpointed the one that's just like you. When we're struggling with differences, I need to go to my God, Old Testament Elohim, plurality of the Godhead, Jehovah, New Testament Theos, I need to go to my God of patience. God, I need patience. Amen. I need consolation. I need to be like-minded towards one another. Can you get that lesson? How many people in your life are totally different than you? You ought to praise God for them. It's a good thing. But they're different than you. I knew you'd get quiet. <laughs> Look at the second thing here. Not only do we need to accept people that are different from us, but we need to absorb one another's difficulties. Look at verse 7, key word, receive. 
receive you one another. See, see, listen. Um, and all of us got difficulty. You ain't got to say amen. Let me look at the clock. All of us are undoubtedly, here, here's my F. The F is not faith and focus, it's fractured. All of us are fractured and faulty creatures by our history. So all you got to do is study the history of a person and you're going to find out a lot about how and why they do what they do. Are y'all getting this? If I come from a history where there was an uh, uh, atmosphere of a controlling father over mother or a mother over father, that impacts my life on how I'm going to be. Amen. One way or the other. When you go see a psychiatrist, forget the proverbial couch, what they're trying to do, the objective is, their objective is, is to link something in the history with the actions of the day. There's something causing us to act the way we do. Something caught, you know, you're, people just, just cold and nasty. Good morning. Damn. Hmm, that's interesting. A folk in church rolling their eyes at you. Now we, now we up here doing this. Oh, Jehovah God. Hallelujah. And they sit there. Those are wounds, Doc. Aren't we wounded? We wounded. And, and until we come to the realization that we got wounds, we will never have the wisdom to walk in grace. We're wounded. We're wounded. You know, I'm going on 28 years here, but before y'all got here, I had to fight. I had to fight. I had to, I had to fight, fight, fight. Had to go through a whole lot of change. It's all right. Par for the course. I'm no nonsense. I'm, I'm doing Let's get it done. I ain't got time for that. In the name of Jesus. Love you. I remember one Wednesday night, I was uh, getting ready to teach core. This is about 15 years ago. And this big guy was sitting down front. I mean, he's big. And I, I came down to grab my mic to teach, and he came up to me, and he said, come on, come on, Pastor, come on, me and you. So the deacon started rushing him, you know, what's going on? He put his hands up. So I went up to him and whispered in his ear, and he looked at me and sat down. The deacon said, well, Pastor, what did you say to him? I said, you got three seconds. I'm going to whip your behind if you don't. You got three seconds to sit down. And, and he was clothed in his right mind. Now, would Jesus do that? No. Lord, forgive me, but that's my South Philly coming back. No, 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 no. They hit us, we hit them. Right. But, but, but listen, but the fact of the matter is, we have wounds, we have history, and I always tell people that want to get married, you need to study the history. Do a 411 before you do a 911. As Sister Gordon said. Amen. There's something in the history that'll pop out. Now, 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 my, my, my chief elder, Reverend Green, told me something about his dad, and I'm still laughing. Love it. He said he went up to his dad as a teenager and said, I'm tired of all the rules. I'm out of here. His father said, You look better going than coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
He said, in fact, you got diamonds in your back. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Fact of the matter is, how do we deal with this matter of being difficult, sarcastic, secretive, suspicious, always searching, seeing what we want to see and not seeing what we don't want to see? In, in, in chapter 15 and beginning at verse 8, Paul uses Jesus Christ as an example, as a minister to the Jew, circumcision, in verse 9 and 10, somebody that could reconcile the hostilities between Jew and Gentile. Yes, and there was a lot of hostility. They called Gentiles dogs. That Jesus Christ, verses 8 to 12, Paul records of the work that Jesus Christ did as Messiah King, as the potentate of paradise. And, and when you look at the context, he, he quotes four different quotes. Moses, um, in Deuteronomy 32, as he's about to die, amen, he quotes David, he quotes, amen, Isaiah, and, and, and an unknown psalmist, probably Psalm 117. And when you look at this, that this great messianic promise in Isaiah 11:10 where Christ will reign over all people, Jews and Gentiles, that even in the midst of difficulty and, listen to this, hostility, we need God because we are difficult people. We need God to step in. I don't know about you. I, you know, I, let me, confession is good for the soul, bad for the reputation. I can be very difficult. I can be very, very difficult. You ain't allowed to say amen. <laughs> I can be very difficult. And, and listen, I have to acknowledge that some, some stuff just gets on my nerves. You know, something like Popeye. Taking all I can stand and can't stand no more. Let me go for the spinach, you know. And, and, and how many of y'all know you can be difficult? Is that all? Put your hands down. You're lying and the truth ain't in there. Now, how, let's, let's try this again. How many of y'all know you can be difficult? Not your husband, you. You. All right. Can I get three people to tell me how you can be difficult? Great. Just stand and say, Pastor, I'm difficult. Come on, stand. Go ahead, baby. How can you be difficult, honey? You don't agree with nobody else. You agree with you. Sit down, baby. Yeah, you're crazy. All right. Who, who else? Who else? Who else want to give a, a testimony? Yes, baby. You're shooting down real bad? My kind of woman. Come on up here. Sit up here. Baby. All right. All right. What, what about you, baby? Huh? You like to get your way? Good. I, Thanks for the honesty. Yes, brother, back there. All right, thank you, man. I, I want to know how in the heaven can you accuse your wife for your difficulty? 
Leave him alone. Leave him alone. But we all can be difficult. Mood swings, flashing, menopause, midlife crisis, didn't take your medicine. Come on now, can't we be difficult? It's a beautiful day. What's beautiful about it? Here's what Paul says. Here's the equalizer. Check it out. I told you, God has mentioned three times. Look, Lord have mercy. Are you still with me? Look at verse 13. And the God of hope who heals will fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, now this is powerful. This, this is me. Here's what Paul is saying. When you have difficulty with others, you need to go to the God of hope who can heal. Amen. And let him give you what you don't have, some joy and peace in your believing. You claim to believe in Christ, but you ain't got no joy or peace. Something's wrong. I'm preaching up in this place. And you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to start working. You ain't got no power base. All you got is words and claims, but you don't have any power base. That's why difficult people mess you up. Let me, let me, let me give you a, a Gordism. When you see me put my head down and, and I'm quiet, I'm saying, Lord, get me, Lord. Are y'all with me? Because I understand that certain things can rub me wrong. I love Jesus. I love him with all my heart. I try to live a clean life. I try to be amen. But, but certain things just rub me wrong. And, and I'm not the type to bury stuff. Can I get a witness? I don't bury nothing. Everything in me is a resurrection. Can I get a witness? Coming out. I was on South Street one day with my daughters. That's when they were younger. And I, I told them, I said, y'all walk up ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm behind you. So I took them down South Street. About 8th and South. So these, these two bugs come up the street. You know. And one got up my daughter's face. So I walked up behind him. I said, I said, man, get away from my daughter, man. He said, well, I'd, I'll sell it to you. You know, <laughs> he's trying to sell them something. I'll sell it to you. I'd. I said, all right. And I started laughing, you know. But it's just an automatic response to uh, I felt threatened. You understand what I'm trying to say? Are y'all with me? The, 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 the fact of the matter is we got these difficulties in us and God wants to heal it on the spot. We got differences. We go to the God of consolation. We got difficulties. We go, verse 13, to the God of hope who can heal us with joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's going to be difficulty in marriage. There's going to be, because we got idiosyncrasies. You know what idiosyncrasies are? 
those are those internal, non-visible things that are just you. I don't like trash in my house. I don't like no dishes in the sink. I like beds made up. Are y'all getting me? I, I, that, that's my military. That's my upbringing. We, we had to do chores. We, come on now. We was out there scrubbing the steps. Are y'all getting this? We couldn't go out till the house was clean. Are, are y'all getting me? And when mom came to the door and, and come on and eat, amen, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't act up because the audience will get you hurt. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on now. This lady was babysitting me. I, I, I tell this story. This lady was babysitting me, and she was a friend of my mother. Never forget this as long as I live. And she brought her girlfriends home from St. Marie Goretti. They were Catholic school. And she sat down. She had about three girls when they all had their uniforms on. So the mother said, uh, you know, are you ready to eat? Talking to her daughter. She said, yeah, I brought my friends home. They can eat. So the mother ain't say a thing. I'm sitting there looking. I'm a little boy. And she put the food on the plate. So the daughter said, well, mommy, where's my pork chop? She said, your friends got it. <laughs> See, they didn't play. Come on, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Can, can I get a witness that, that, that child of God, when you understand, help me, Holy Ghost, that we are different and we bring to the table difficulties. Difficulties. And we got to deal with people that are difficult. We got to deal with them. We got to deal with them. In and out of the church, we, in relationships, we got to deal with difficult people. Can I get a witness? Joe, don't be too loud. Uh, we we got we to gotta deal with difficult people. Everybody's not amenable. Everybody's not easy to get along with. We got these idiosyncrasies, man, that stuff deep on the inside that's just us. Can I get a witness? Just us. And uh, I'm working on mine. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm trying to work on mine. But look what Paul says. You need the God of hope and healing. Amen. And by the way, those difficult people in your job, those different people in your job, God put them there. You know why he put them there? So you can look to him for what you need. You so busy praying that God would kill them. You so busy praying that God would get rid of them. And God said, no, no, this is part of your growth. I'm going to make you pray when you don't want to pray. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so he deals with this matter of difficulty. Hmm. My dad, before he died, you know, my dad was teaching me stuff. He says, always get all the facts before you say anything. I said, okay. Um, my wife comes along and says, whatever you do, even when you don't agree with people, leave people in dignity. I said, great. <laughs> I told Sister Gordon when, when she first said it, I said, let me tell you what that dignity can do. Forget that. But I'm learning, listen, no, through other different people. Are y'all getting this? 
how to deal with people that are different and difficult. We love you anyhow. And don't, whatever you do, if you're married, and don't do this. Don't argue with your mate and call them Satan. <laughs> you're trying to be spiritual. Satan, you a liar. Now, don't nobody want to be called Satan. Isn't that right? Even though we act like Satan, we don't want to be called Satan. But we take the spiritual route in the name of Jesus. You no good, rotten, uh, up from the pits of hell, you demon. I rebuke you. Yep, the hints. You, you, can't, you can't be saying all that at full. Isn't that right? Like Sister Pringle in the train. Midnight, midnight train to Georgia. I thought that train was going to hell. I, I didn't know where that train was going. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but we love you, baby. We understand. We love you, baby. You got some stuff in your history. But, we, but we'll get to that too. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. God is good. Look at the final thing here. Look at the final thing here. Not only must we accept our differences and absorb others' difficulties, but we must appreciate our, amen, diversities. Look at 15, 14 real quick. Are you with me? And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Notice what Paul does. Paul says, let me preface a positive before I say a negative. Are y'all getting this? Learn to look for the good things in people. Stop criticizing the bad things. You know, I appreciate you because whatever. You always preface the positive before you accentuate a negative. Isn't that right? Now, I've talked to members, and here's what they told me. I can't find no positive. I said, well, you know, just, just try to work on it, baby. There's something there that you can pull up. If your wife can't cook, tell her, look, baby, I appreciate the way you wash dishes or clean, wash my clothes or something. Fine, fine. Find a positive. This one's tight. Look what Paul says. He starts out with rejoicing in verse 14. He moves to verse 32 in refreshing. Look at verse 31, uh, uh, 32. Come on, I'm coming in now. Look at verse 32. Trying to exegete the passage. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be what? Refreshed. He closes with rest. Verse 33. Here's his description of God. Now the God of what? Peace. Let me, let me tell you what that Hebrew word shalom means. When you get the God of peace, nothing bothers you. You walk away in heaven. Why? Because Paul 
His postscript in chapter 16 is to thank 35 people, most of who were women, for helping him in the ministry. That when I'm struggling with differences, I need the God of patience and consolation. When I'm struggling with difficulty, I need the God of hope and power who can heal my heart. And when everything is going topsy-turvy, I need to accentuate the God of peace. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will hold your hearts together through Christ Jesus. Our Lord. Hold it together, God. I can't hold it. Glue me to yourself. I'm messed up. I don't even know what to pray for as I hope. Holy Spirit, pray for me according to your will. Lord, give me the rest and reassurance that I need to deal with the everyday vicissitudes of life. Raymond Gordon, you're different, you're difficult. Listen. And you're diverse. Learn to accept and receive and rejoice and respond in love to people. But you got to know God from this triangular perspective, the God of consolation, the God of hope and healing, and the God of power. Because when Jesus went to the cross, he died for different, difficult, dismantled people. Didn't he die for us? He was hung up for our hangups. He took all of our sins upon him and he died. Didn't he die? He died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the earth stopped reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion and said, surely. This was the Son of God. But early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Didn't he get up? He got up. He shook hell. He shook heaven. He got up. And because he lives, we live. Because he rules, we can have rest. Because he is who he said he was. We got victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I'm so glad that Jesus took my place in disgrace. Isn't he worthy? Jesus is worthy. You know why I praise him every week? I'm getting out of your way. Because when I look back, Lord have mercy, I should have been dead a long time ago. The Lord snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. He pulled me through car accidents, pulled me through house fires, pulled me through a whole bunch of mess. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge. 
the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my redeemer. I will bless the Lord at all, at all, at all times. Stand on your feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here today and you need to be saved, Jesus wants to save you. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ. You don't need to go to hell. Jesus will save you right today. Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church or a Christian experience. Come on, baby. Is there another? Come on. Is there another? Is there another? I dare you to step out. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you. Take this young lady, leader to Christ. Church, amen. amen. Please be seated. Go with him, honey. Go with him, honey. Praise the Lord. We're going to move right into our Holy Communion. Please reach down, get the baskets, do it quietly. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, said, take eat, this is my body, which has been sacrificed for you. It's already on. He followed.